Hey, how are you? Mark Levitt here with another exciting episode of the Cheesy Movie Podcast on BLT, Bacon, Levin, and Tomato. Today's installment uh, is entitled Lava Storm. A disaster versus a volcano. Lava without a volcano? That will change everything. We're facing extinction here. There's no way I'm going to let any of us die. I've got to do something now. Yeah, this is a pretty ridiculous trailer. Uh, so anyway, like I said, uh, I'm going to be talking today about the film Lava Storm. No, not Tweet Storm, Lava Storm. Get it straight. Okay. Now, uh, when I first started to watch this movie, uh, one thing became immediately apparent. Ian Ziering likes to work. Because this film is horrible. It's really bad. My guess is this dude, this dude just took his check and ran away, ran far away, because it's, it's the worst. Now, if you go into this film expecting the cheesy, tacky greatness of the Sharknado franchise, I mean, expect the stiff mallet of reality to come crashing down on your head, because you're in for a rude awakening, my friend. A rude awakening, indeed. Now, uh, I'd like to begin my review of Lava Storm by describing the viewing experience. So bear with me just a will. This is the viewing experience while watching Lava Storm. Watching this film is a lot like getting your teeth drilled for an hour and a half and not being allowed to rinse afterward. You're just stuck with a mess of shit in your mouth. That's the viewing experience here, ladies and gentlemen. Now, uh, as you probably guessed by the title of this film, it centers around one family who gets trapped by a lava storm, okay? Yeah, and, and caught, they're caught without their umbrellas, so they're really badly off. Anyway, uh, Ian Ziering, okay, he plays John Wilson, who's an emergency response worker who lives with his wife, played, uh, and she's also, wouldn't you know it, an emergency response worker, two in one house. What are the odds? Uh, and they, they're living with their kids, uh, Ian and Emma. I like how the son's named Ian, no relation to Ian Ziering, right? And uh, also his his father lives there too, Mike Wilson. So the film starts off, Ian Ziering and his wife, they just aren't getting along. And uh, the kids fear they'll divorce. Now, they don't really say it, I'm not really sure where this film is actually set. It seems to be like upstate New York or some, some hilly region. I really don't know. They don't mention the uh, location in the synopsis, and I'm not, not able to find out online. They don't mention it anywhere. So my guess is that the people who live there are just so embarrassed by this film that they want to keep the location secret. Okay. So um, the first scene starts off the uh, Wilson kids are going to meet up with a couple of friends in the town mine, right? Now, that's very uh, common occurrence, right? They're walking, anyway, they're walking around the mine a while, 
And uh, Ian bends down and says, he notices something is a little uh, weird. And he says, why is this water warm? Now that's just a line you never want to hear in a public pool. Why is this water warm? Well, they'll soon find out, okay? Uh, so Ian and Emma walk around a bit more, and then, huh, they find the two friends they were going to meet, but they're actually lying on the ground dead. Apparently, I guess something happened, like a gas leak or something, but who really knows? So uh, the kids are pretty bummed about finding their friends dead in the mine, as you'd expect. But you know what? After a few beats, they seem to rebound, rebound quite nicely and get back to, f f you know, talking about what teenagers do, sex and cigarettes, right? Well, anyway, uh, soon uh, brush fires are breaking out all over the place, all over the region, and ash is starting to rain down from the sky. You know, when the ash started to rain from, down from the sky, I began, uh, I thought of that old uh, James Taylor standard song, uh, I've seen fire and I've seen rain. You know what, really, I was just trying anything I could to just distract myself from how horrible this film was because this you're, you're hearing some pretty mind-numbing dialogue in this film, really, really, really boring stuff. Um, so anyway, the, the film trudges on, and uh, for the first time in my life, I think, I actually began to murmur, where the hell is the lava? Because anything, I mean... Uh, Anything to happen to get this film moving. The producers sure took their sweet time in bringing out that sweet furnace hot nectar from the ground. I mean, I don't know. Uh, maybe a good lava storm is pretty expensive. Or maybe they only had about five minutes of legit usable stock lava footage. So they had to stall as long as they could to bring the bubbling volcanic stuff out. Either way, by the time you see some glimmerings of lava on the screen, I was actually relieved. I said, yeah, finally, lava. And I don't think that's what the producers uh, should have intended when you're watching this, you know? Now, I guess you could say that the writers of this film were using the lava and volcanic activity for some kind of a, a, a mirror for the unsettled turmoil of this family, since the, the parents were about to divorce and the kids were unhappy. But I really think you'd be giving them too much credit. I mean, Ziering and company were more likely just to start, you know, acting pissy because they're stuck in this horrible, putrid film. It's one big, shining, flying turd fest. Okay, it really is. Uh, and it's odd because in the film, this family has no connection with the outside world at all. They're alone there. The power lines are down. No phone. No TV. No devices. I mean, the, the world of this film is just way too insular and uninteresting. I mean, most action films are smart enough to include hordes of people running away from things. You always see a crowd of people running for their lives. I mean, that adds, you know, tension to everything. I mean, why should we care about survival uh, if it's just the five of them? And they're all incredibly boring. It's like, why don't you just get a hobby, people? I don't know. Find an interest? Read a book or something? 
Also, uh, you would think that in a film about a lava storm, the characters would, I don't know, want to run away from the lava, escape? No, these idiots run toward it. After the outbreak of the lava storm, the kids stay in the house and hide out in the grandfather's old bomb shelter. And guess where his bomb shelter is located? Yeah, right, in the basement. Guess where the basement is? Closer to the lava. There are a bunch of imbeciles. Another thing which helps to make this film a real snooze fest is that the, as that lava, as it turns out, is not all that interesting an adversary. You know, it's not like it has purpose and motivation. Sure, it's hot, gooey, and drips, but I mean, so does butter. Plus, after just watching, watching a few shots of lava pouring down a mountain or across a valley, I, I kind of got the gist. Really, in reality, I think lava lamps are a, a lot more fun to look at. Well, look, folks, I, I tried. I really did try. But to be honest, I couldn't even make it to the end of this film. It became intolerably long. I mean, uh, honestly, I just, I just began to root for the lava to swallow up this grim family hole. I uh, kept praying for Ian Ziering's charisma to kick in at some point, or for him to do something badass, like, I don't know, whip out a chainsaw and split the valley in half. But nothing like that happens here. Also in the cast is uh, uh, Valerie Velois, uh, some kind of a French actress, I guess. She plays Laurie Wilson, uh, Ian's wife in the film. I didn't like her performance in the film because she seemed too on top of the situation. I mean, sure, she's an emergency response worker, so she's used to stress and dangers, but a massive lava storm is a pretty big curveball, and she still just took it like it just another day at the office. She needed a, at least a couple of, holy shit, the world's coming to an end. Some of those reaction shots just to keep us as the audience invested. I, I don't honestly know why someone greenlit this film. It doesn't have enough action or, or you know, crazy critters to a, appeal to a sci-fi or action audience. I mean, this film was five years before Sharknado. You'd think it, it would have soured Zeering on this whole low-budget bu low action genre thing. But I guess, like I said at the outset, may, maybe the man just likes to work. I saw him recently, he popped up hosting a, a, a competition show on the Food Network called Food Network Challenge. So I guess anywhere the money is green, that's where you'll find Ian. Uh-huh. Well, uh, I invite you all, uh, everybody who's tuned in now, to tune in next week uh, for my next broadcast where I'm going to be re reviewing... Uh, Levantula. I think it's Levantula. That's what it's called. Levantula. It sounds like an Italian word. I love the Levantula. Levantula. Anyway, it's called Levantula, and it combine. It's a film about combining both lava and tarantulas. Uh -huh. So that's 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 a good combination, right? The film also stars Steven Gutenberg. So until then, keep it real, folks.